Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, right. John's not here, but he always says this, so I'll say it. In case we're on the air from 1 to 4, in case you cannot hear the three hours live, you can pick up the podcast, which is posted sometime after 4 o'clock. I don't know, 4.15, 4.30 of all three hours. So you might say, hey, I forgot to listen to the show today. So check out the podcast at KFIAM640.com. Or that lovely iHeartRadio app, which collects Moist Line messages as well. And we'll be playing Moist Line callers next hour at 3.20 and 3.50. In between, we will throw somebody into the dumpster who was in the news big time just last week. And really has to go in because of their actions. And their actions that followed it this week. There's your little hint. Uh, all right. So that is what's going on. Uh, oh, at 2.20, we've got a keyword. You could win some money. That's coming up, too. Uh, one of the big stories this week, particularly for people living in Orange County and anywhere near Tustin, was this fire at a massive blimp hangar. Valencia Avenue and Armstrong Road in Tustin. This hangar was apparently constructed in 1942 and once housed blimps to use in World War II. 17 stories high. Wow. Uh, 1,000 feet long, 300 feet wide. It's really mostly wooden, and, and they let it burn. So what they're finding out now is that it's not good for the air with the debris and ash from the fire. Let's talk now to Orange County Supervisor Don Wagner about what's going on down there about this uh, health emergency. Don, how are you? I'm good, Ken. How are you? Good to be back with you. 
You know what I meant to do? I meant to check it up here at weather.com to see what it's saying about your air. Uh, so what's the story with the state of emergencies? So the the story is, fortunately, on the air. The air is relatively good right now. We had some winds um, over the course of the last 36 hours or so that cleared the air out. We are hearing from the Weather Service on the emergency call I was on this morning that we're expecting a storm to come in sometime next week. But right now, two things. The general air quality is pretty good. And we were meeting with the Air Quality Management District who tell us that the uh, pollutants that came from the burning are pretty much back to, uh, their word is virtually normal. And so we're seeing much better air quality. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is these particles drop onto the ground, so we have more dirt and, and soot and ash. But the air, at least, is getting better as we speak and virtually back to normal. Something I'm reading, Don, some residents feel like they weren't given a proper heads up as this thing was burning. I did a town hall last night for about two hours with some of the residents who were around the um, one of the neighborhoods around the um, Blimps hangar and heard that loud and clear from them. It's a, a question that needs to be taken and will be taken to the Orange County Fire Authority that was responsible for the initial response and, in fact, is still on site as it continues to smolder a little bit. Uh, that will be one of the questions that I and others of my colleagues, I know the mayor of Tustin was on the call with me. He was hearing it and is, is also with me on Orange County Fire Authority. Are there mistakes that were made in terms of notifying residents at the time? And uh, I, you know, I don't have an answer for you. We don't know what best practices are, what the scientists have yet concluded. The city of Tustin and the county are separately contracting with uh, certified asbestos contractors. Asbestos is the big one that was in those buildings and have have people mostly worried. Um, too early yet to tell from their investigation, but we will have them on uh, staff or, or on contract with the county and actually doing some of the cleanup work. What? Do we know the cause of this? We do not. The area is fenced off. The building is closed. There's no electrical or, or water or any um, facilities going there. So it remains unknown. The investigators from the fire authority are not yet able to get access to the site because it is still uh, smoldering in places and just the structure itself what's left the shell is very unstable and so work needs to be done just to shore it up before anybody can get in there and do an investigation yeah so uh i guess the other question is why did they just let it burn out the the that's a great question and what i've been told from my sources with the fire authority is that most of the burning was actually inside the building and, and if you've been in there those things are utterly massive they could park six blimps in them at a time wow. and to the to the point where so high an empty space that they would have their own weather there would be clouds forming and rain that would get in there that's a that's a way of just putting in context how big these are the wood was mostly inside the building and so we had helicopters that were dumping uh flame retardant and water on it early on 
and it was hitting the roof and just rolling down the sides and utterly ineffectual because the majority of the fire was actually the timbers that were inside the structure holding up the roof and the walls. And so there really was no way to get access to it. It was impossible to send uh, fire crews inside because just of, of, the, of the danger. And so there really wasn't much choice but to let it burn out and let some of the roof crumble to have better access to it. Did they realize that there might be stuff like asbestos in this materials? To, to be honest, I think most people knew that there were asbestos and other chemicals in that building. It was built in 1942, and conditions were different. Structures were built differently. I don't think it comes as a surprise to anyone that there was asbestos in there. What you do about that in the case of a fire, though, or, or under these circumstances, um, there really is, sadly, not a lot that can be done other than, as we say, let it let it burn out. We're giving notices out to the neighbors um, from our health department about what they need to do to protect themselves. We're seeing things get back to pretty much normal, at least with air quality. Um, it, it is no surprise that, uh, that there was asbestos in there. And it is late to say this, but there is another structure, uh, an identical twin to the one that burned. And I think we will be taking some, some hard lessons in the event, uh, heaven forbid, there'd be a problem with that one. Well, these are property of the U.S. Navy, right? Correct. Navy, Navy owns the Navy is responsible uh, for maintenance upkeep. At this point, we've been in touch with the Navy. They were on the call with me this morning. The Navy is uh, taking the responsibility that it, it recognizes it has. And will be the lead on the actual demolition and cleanup of the site, removal of the debris, et cetera, um, which because of the chemicals, especially the asbestos, needs to be done right, needs to be done uh, professionally, and needs to be done soon. And there was nothing in there in the hangar itself? No. No, they were empty. All right, Don, thank you so much for that update. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Wish circumstances were better, but thank you. All right. That's Orange County Supervisor Don Wagner with an update on the situation in Tustin where a massive blimp hanger burnt to the ground. And we're talking massive. If you've seen the size of blimps, as you heard him say, you could fit a number of them into this hanger. It was made of wood, and apparently that included asbestos. So, I mean, the Orange County health officials are urging people, they're giving out these tips, avoid touching Fire debris and ash. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. And it's, oh, what does it feel like? Wear protective equipment, masks and gloves, if you might encounter asbestos close to the... Remove your shoes before entering your home. Keep your windows closed on windy days. Spray your patios with water instead of sweeping them. Avoid using leaf blowers. I think that's all the time, but wash off ash from your cars, your outdoor toys, your outdoor furniture, and your pets, Deborah Mark. Wash off the ash off your pets. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Don said the situation seems to be better there. I didn't really get a clear reading. I used to have on my phone, when I looked up a city, it would give you sort of a, the air quality. Oh, right. But he says it's actually better because it was, there was some wind there. And then if it lingers that much next week, we probably got some rain coming in. So that'll dampen down the effect of this. But, uh, yeah, this was used for uh, many movie and TV shows, um, these big hangars. They went in there and they did uh, scenes from movies like Star Trek. Austin Powers, TV shows like The X-Files and JAG 
the hangers were featured in those films and movies. All right, as soon as I return, we're going to hear a keyword. And you follow the instructions, you could win some money. That's coming up next. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right. Uh, you know, oh, by the way, coming up after 2.30, oh, that story the other day in Sino, I, I think a homeless guy was rummaging around in a dumpster, found a person's torso, Ugh. body parts. Steve Gregory has the update on that horrifying story and the man who's now been arrested, suspected of killing his wife and, well, the in-laws are missing. So, described as weird by neighbors, he's also the son of a Hollywood executive. A lot of intriguing details will come your way from Steve after the news at 2.30. All right, so if you were able to rip off the government of the United States, or maybe the state of California, for the tune of millions of dollars, and we're talking about the old COVID-19 pandemic relief scams, what would you do with the millions, because the theory is you have to spend it on something, sort of launder it, just get it out pretty quickly, buy goods. See, Deborah Mark would buy a sanctuary. I swear I was just going to say that. What kind of animals? Anything? I would have cows. I would have goats. I would have chickens. I'd have turkeys. Oh, the ones that people eat. Yes, yes. But then I'd also have an area where I would like to save uh, dogs. Mm. And Mm. cats, so that they wouldn't be in the shelters uh, waiting to be euthanized. And you know what? If you scam the government and they caught you, that might be good with the jury. Look what she did with the money. It's a good thing. She was saving animals, preserving them from slaughter or bad treatment or whatever. No elephants? No elephants in your sanctuary? Uh, I I like elephants. I I like elephants. I'd I'd take a few elephants. There's not a lot of them in California to save, but you know. That's true. Tigers. Tigers and uh, deer. All the deer from Catalina. Oh, you're still thinking about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go over there with a ferry boat and try to I'd take like them away? I'd like to. I'd like to. I wish I Just could. Just lure them off with some grass or some feed? <laughs> yeah. And try be to nice. save them. Uh, in case you don't know, Catalina's still planning a big deer hunt because there's too many of them and they're destroying the island. Horrible. So, so you can shoot from a helicopter. See, if I had my own sanctuary, I would somehow, if I had enough money to have my own sanctuary, the money that I... I guess mm. that I laundered, uh, mm. then I would get them. I'd somehow get get all of the deer. And, and I believe I, you. I mean, I mean, you I might, with some of the millions, you probably would buy some more expensive coats. But That's true. Um, right. So the first guy I'm going to talk about bought himself an island. How's that? It's actually called Sweetheart Island. Ooh. This was a, a Florida man, a businessman by the name of Patrick Parker Walsh. It was funny about him. He ran some sort of blimp. We're talking about blimps again. Blimp advertising business that uh, ran into problems. So uh, he eventually uh, submitted a whole bunch of fraudulent applications during the whole COVID-19 pandemic relief situation, which was so easy to defraud. So it says here that uh, his was probably some of the more unusual purchases. Uh, More than $280 billion went out the door in federal COVID-19 fraud. Another $123 billion was supposedly misspent or wasted. You may, that may sound like a lot. Do you know how much the U.S. government dispersed over the COVID-19 pandemic? $4.3 trillion. So that's a small percent. It's like 10% of the money went out between fraud and waste. But they're still trying to track down the thieves. 
Uh, there's a Tennessee rapper who bragged about stealing more than 700 grand. He posted that on YouTube. A pizzeria owner and host of a cryptocurrency-themed radio show. Look at this, Deborah. He bought an alpaca farm in Vermont. See? Now that's his... what we're talking about. Yeah, but what do they do? Are they, do they use them for oh, fur or oh, something? Yeah, or for... you're right. He probably didn't have a good intention. Yeah. So no. never mind. Yeah, the people like the alpaca coat, right? The feel of it. The I, 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 I don't. It's very soft. I don't, I don't wear that. Uh, an ex-Nigerian government official grabbed half a million dollars. Uh, he was caught wearing a $10,000 watch. 35 grand gold chain when he's arrested. Nearly 3,200 defendants so far have been charged with COVID-19 relief fraud. But they have a long way to go. And, of course, since some of these are foreign actors, you're not, not going to find them. There's Constantine Zardakis, a New York doctor. This is a good story. Deeply in debt. So he sent in at least 11 separate applications for pandemic aid that were fraudulent. He took in $3.8 million, okay? So he goes out and he buys a Rolex and, you know, wristwatches, uh, Cartier, valued at 140 grand. And he made a big down payment on a yacht. But this one's great. He used $3 million of the COVID-19 money he ripped off to pay off part of a civil judgment against him for breaching a real estate lease. <laughs> uh, he sent $80,000 of the looted cash back to the government to settle a federal lawsuit, alleging he violated the Controlled Substances Act by dispersing 20,000 doses of a weight loss drug without keeping records. So he used some of the money to pay off a civil judgment and to pay off the federal government to settle a case against him as a doctor. That's pretty good. Because people who do this, and they don't manage their money very well to begin with. They're already involved in some shaky things. So uh, another guy by the name of Lee E. Price III from Houston. He swindled nearly $1.7 million. Um, he spent 14000 on a Rolex. $14,000 on a watch. People like yeah. those Rolexes. I know. And they say if you're walking around the streets of L.A. with one, you got to be careful. But... Uh, would, would you show that to people? You, you, you want to know what time People do. I, I see people wandering around with those Rolexes all the time. Oh, in your swanky neighborhood, huh? No, not in my neighborhood. When I go to John's you know, on the west side, oh, if I go to restaurants, course. I see people. Oh, yeah. 233 grand he spent on a good old flashy Lamborghini. Mm. Oh, you know. It can go. Oh, and he bought an SUV that can go from zero to 60 in three seconds. Ooh. Well, get an electric car. You should see how, are you ever in a Tesla when it can take off like the Model X? Wow. No. You wouldn't believe the pickup on those cars because of the battery situation. Uh, another guy created a, a fake company. Uh, they claimed that the, they had 10 employees. So they rushed him uh, money to keep his business in float. And he went right out and he, oh, he bought a Pokemon card. A 1999, it's described as a Chaz, Chaz, Charizard, Charizard Pokemon card, which is a gold dragon-like creature. And I guess he thinks like a rare baseball card, it might be worth something. So he spent 58000 I don't know what it's worth today, but there you go. Fraudsters in the news. And they said that they're still working on this. It's like three years later. They're still trying to catch people that ripped off the government, federal and uh, good luck, California. All right. Uh, we got more coming up. We'll be uh, checking in with Steve Gregory coming up next to talk about this uh, grisly story out of Encino, where apparently it started with the uh, discovery of a body part and has led to the arrest of a man for killing his wife, and now they're trying to find the guy's in-laws. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. 
Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I just heard another ED ad, pill ad in there. It's like, I, I'd much rather do that than have shock therapy to my penis. I mean, oh, seriously. Yeah. Why, why would any man choose that? I don't care whether or not you're 15 years younger down there. I'll take the pill. Thank you. Or just, you know, you'd have to deal with just not having sex that much. That, so if you don't know what that's about, listen to the podcast. It's the end of last hour, right? Go to KFIAM640.com after 4 o'clock or use the iHeartRadio app and you can hear the whole show back and you can hear the discussion of shock therapy for your penis. Uh, I got another, one more animal story for you coming up, though. I can't wait. Uh, of course not. I think you are going to want to wait. I'm sure. Ugh, and you won't agree. Uh, or No, this this has to be a really bad one because the other one we both agreed on and we were kind of on mm-hmm. the same page. I'm so. coming around to get you. Yep. Yeah, I know. You'll see. There's a lesson, an important lesson. It's the only reason I'm doing this story. A lesson. Now, this story tells us there is something good to come from a vagrant. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but apparently a vagrant is the one that discovered the body part of a woman, which has led to the arrest of a man for killing his wife. This all is happening out of the uh, San Fernando Valley, places like Encino and Tarzana. Let's bring on Steve Gregory, KFI News, for more on this gory story. Steve. 
Yeah, Ken, good afternoon. And uh, on Wednesday that uh, homeless person around 6.50 in the morning was rifling through one of the dumpsters uh, when he discovered this bag and he was looking for recyclables and inside this bag though was a dismembered body and so he immediately notified someone who called 911 when the officers got there and discovered this they uh, found inside uh, a, a naked body but they couldn't really determine who it was at that point there was no distinguishing how big features, is this bag do you know ID. How big is this bag? I'm, I'm assuming, based on what I have been told, that it was like a, one of those large, you know, large trash bags that you yeah. use, like those. What do they call them? A 50 gallon trash bag. Yeah, I've seen those. Um, right. One of those commercial trash bags. So that's what I was led to believe. It was the size of one of those commercial trash bags. So when detectives started really looking into it, within a few hours, they were able to arrest a man named Sam Haskell Jr. And they arrested him in Tarzana, at a mall. Uh, but Haskell has a $2.1 million house in Tarzana, and that's where Haskell, his wife, their three children, and his wife's mother and father all lived at once. Well, what's unusual about this now is the wife is missing as well as the in-laws. The kids were in school on that morning, and they were able to be uh, taken to a relative's home where that's where they, where they remain now. Haskell Jr. is in jail on $2 million bail. They are expected to file at least one murder charge against him on Monday. And the reason I say that is because it seems highly suspicious that not only do you have the one bag filled with body parts, but now you don't have the in-laws there. Uh, you can't find the in-laws, and both of their vehicles are missing. And now investigators are telling me that it's it would appear to be that the uh, – uh, mother and father have also met their demise, and that's because there's been some stories leaking out about other bags being found uh, in the house, and uh, evidence of dismemberment is what one detective oh. said. Yeah, then that, so, I understand, is a way a murderer makes it more difficult to ID a body. So they, they don't, they're saying it is a woman's body parts that were found by the homeless guy? Right, and, but they, but, but, they can't rush to a conclusion on it because they don't have a definite ID and it could very well be the mother. It could be the mother of the, of the, or his in-law, his mother-in-law. So right. that's why it's been some, there's no rush to judgment on this. And when you've got a situation where you might have blood evidence, which detectives have said that they found, um, it's not that simple. If you've got, even if it's familial DNA where they all come from the same uh, lineage, it it's still hard to separate out the DNA profiles from a mixture of blood like that. They don't have a baseline from which to work with. Right. So they have to go through and, and find, they got to find DNA samples from each of those individuals somehow and then try to match up those profiles to see if indeed blood evidence that they recovered is that of one, two, or all three of those people. They were pretty quick to arrest him. There was surveillance footage that they used, what, yeah. showing him throwing this bag in this dumpster? Or? Yeah, they said they had evidence based on surveillance footage that showed him at the scene of where the body was found. But that's as far as they would really go. They wouldn't really get into much detail about it. Um, the, the interesting thing about Sam, uh, Sam Haskell Jr. is his father is yeah. a very well-known former agent to the stars. Right. Um, he had clients like Dolly Parton, George Clooney, Whoopi Goldberg. So Haskell grew up in a very wealthy and very affluent circle. I had been told by other people that uh, claimed to have known him uh, and claimed to have actually gone to school with him that he was a very troubled child even back in private school. 
and had been uh, taken out of the uh, one of the private high schools in the valley um, because he had violent tendencies and was uh, very difficult to deal with. He had an assault with deadly weapon charge back in 08. Um, his neighbors have described him as weird. Yeah, I saw um, that. Weird, one neighbor said. I just Something about him was very strange. Right. And then he had a pseudonym or a, or a professional name, if you will, Samuel hmm. Bashinger. Hmm. And he's a director with credits. Now, his credits go back to 2013 with this pseudonym. But he's known to work with Machine Gun Kelly, who's a, a music artist, Tyga, which is a music artist, and Olivia Holt, who's also, uh, I think she's an actress. Right. Um, and then his mom, uh, former Miss Mississippi, um, oh, wow. with the Miss USA pageant. And in one of his social media posts, because he was very active on social media, and on one of his social media posts, he posted a short video in which he says, my resume says, unhappy, bitter, and resentful. Wow. So if that gives uh, you a little peek into who this guy is. But he did have some kind of a job involving people in the music business, you say? Yeah, he was in the entertainment industry. Like I said, he was in a very expensive house. I think it was six bedrooms. Uh, it was over worth over $2 million, six bedrooms. Like I said, the, all the family lived there. Um, it's not clear. An apparent immediate motive is not clear. Um, but... When we get the filing on Monday, I was told that they're going to probably file the murder charge on Monday morning. And it's very possible they might file murder charges against him for the in-laws, too, if they're able to find the other bags. Because a neighbor said, a neighbor claims hmm. that she was told by LAPD when they went by there that uh, we can't go in the house, but there are uh, other body parts and other bags in the house. But that was a neighbor's assertion, and we have not independently confirmed that. All right, Steve. Thank you very much for that report. We'll be you looking bet, to Ken. see what you can come up with on Monday. Have a great weekend. All right. That's Steve Gregory, KFI News. This uh, gruesome story out of the San Fernando Valley, a man by the name of Samuel Haskell, the son of Sam Haskell Sr., who's a big uh, movie TV guy, president of Magnolia Hill Productions. Anyway, the son has been arrested and um, it looks like they found a bag. Probably, we don't know. Could be his wife's body parts, and his in-laws are also missing. He spared his children, apparently found safely at school. But, wow, neighbors described him as strange. If you look at the pictures, he does have those eyes that just look really off. Something's clearly not right. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up next hour, oh, it's Friday. Three o'clock. You don't want to miss this. If you do, you can always check out the uh, podcast posted up in the four o'clock hour on the app or at KFIAM640.com. But we have uh, a sheriff from Sacramento County who's ticked at Target and Walgreens because they wanted to combine with them to set up an operation to nab shoplifters. And he doesn't think that they really were cooperating very well. The details will come from Alex Stone, ABC News from KFI. Uh, he'll be on after 3 o'clock to tell us what the complaint is by the Sacramento County Sheriff against these big retailers not seeming to care enough to want to stop shoplifting in their stores. This story that people have been talking about, that uh, a, wo a woman that was trying to visit an inmate uh, in Orange County, the Orange County Jail called Theo Lacey, she got locked in overnight because she fell asleep. Yeah, but, she, well... She was she was at the maximum security jail to visit an inmate and was directed to a public visiting area. 
All right. So she fell asleep in the visiting area, the visiting booth, I guess. Oh, is that where like the inmate comes in behind the plexiglass yeah. and you talk? And no one noticed when her there when they closed the place at 5 p.m. She was not discovered until they reopened the next morning at 8. Is she going to sue? Is that what this is? The woman, what? The woman was treated for a laceration to her hand. Well, she was probably trying to, you know, bang open a door. Or Karate whatever. chop her way out? Yeah. Well, so isn't there anybody in the jail overnight that can see on a security camera that there's somebody going crazy in the visiting room? Apparently, there was no camera there. She didn't, She had to turn in her cell phone. Yeah, you're right. Security cameras inside the waiting area can only be monitored from the guard station inside the room, which was not manned overnight because they don't allow visits overnight. So they just shut the thing down. There is no phone inside the visitor's waiting area. The woman was not allowed by state law to bring her cell phone in, you see, so she couldn't call anybody or do anything. Oh, she's going to sue, isn't she? If she hurt her hand and she was screaming to get out of there. Yeah. What if she had a medical emergency? That's right. Yeah. So an internal investigation was... <laughs> I think you need to look around better before you shut the place down. Can you down imagine how stressful that would be? I mean, forget that you're in a jail, but anywhere where you can't get out. You have no, to just wait. go slide down and take another nap. They'll be back in the morning. <laughs> Would you really be that stressed out? Yeah. Don't like getting stuck in an elevator, which makes me queasy in case it drops or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that would know? be horrible. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing. But you don't have your cell phone. What are you going to do? Just twiddle your thumbs? Yeah, take a nap. But she already <laughs> took a nap. That was the problem. She fell asleep. I know, but I She wasn't know. tired anymore. Uh, what you... <laughs> All right. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they're going to find you in the morning. I don't think it's that stressful a situation. But uh, uh, this is leading to a, They're going to store an emergency phone. In the waiting area. Well, there you go. Just like you have in the elevators. And she's probably hungry. And now you'll find out there's nobody overnight that answers that phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, send her a pizza. She's probably hungry, says Deborah Mark. Yes. Speaking of hungry, well, sorry I have to come around with another animal story for you that did not have a good ending. Not for the animal, but for the lady. Well, a woman in Arizona who only meant well. Uh, looks like she was on her own property in a place, uh, the Pine Lake Community. Uh, this is 15 miles southeast of Kingman, Arizona, if you know where that is. She apparently went out because she thought, it's a good day to feed the elk. Uh-oh. Can you guess what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> Grandma got run over by an elk. <laughs> yes. Uh, she went out on her property. Aww. According to her husband, when he returned around 6 p.m., he found her on the ground in the backyard oh, no. with injuries consistent with being trampled by an elk. Ooh. And then he saw a bucket of spilled corn nearby. There are no witnesses to the event, and I guess they didn't really have security cameras on this property. Not... Do you have security cameras? Yes, I do. I have cameras okay. all over the place. I told this story before, but I, I feel like I must be the only one in my neighborhood does because the police are always, can we check out your security? Why? Why? <laughs> God, everybody has cameras that I know of. I thought so, but it seems like my neighbors in the immediate area, they're older. I guess they don't bother. I, I they don't seem to because they're always asking me if they can look at, not always, but it's happened twice this year, which I thought was unusually high. <laughs> if they can look at uh, some footage that, I, that maybe I picked up of something suspicious. Oh, one of them was a small car accident. Or something like that. And did you did your camera pick up anything? No, it did not. Uh, no. Sometimes it misses motion, or it's hard to explain. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I have the same You've issue. had the same yep, problem, yep, right? There's I like know, a skip yep. in it? Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, the, well, the husband immediately called emergency services. Uh, she was alive, but um, they put her in a medically induced coma, and uh, eventually she, uh, she died.
That's sad. The lesson here is do not feed wild animals, especially if they're bigger than you. <laughs> I'm not you know what an elk looks like? Yes, and I'm not... La- don't email me. I'm not laughing that this woman died. I'm, I, no. It, it's just... It's, oh, I feel bad, too. Yeah, right? I feel really bad. But you have to make wise decisions in life. And if an animal... I mean, I've told this story before. Trip I made to Yellowstone years ago. Out on a trail. And there, right ahead of me, was a moose. And it was one freaking large moose. And I just stopped. It was feeding on a tree and looking over at me. But I said, I did not have an impulse to say, hi. Did you take a selfie? I did not take out a granola bar. Would you like a snack? Who would do that? Well, plenty of people. I stood my ground. I said, I don't want to run either. And uh, eventually I walked off at a separate trail. And it didn't. It just put its head back in the tree and ignored me. I'm you sure you didn't take a picture, before. though, Ken? You, you, you didn't want to take a picture? You know what? I, I didn't have, this is that long ago, I didn't have a cell mobile phone then. Oh. This is a while ago. Okay. So um, I, and I, I wasn't carrying like a traditional camera either at the time. This is a very short uh, walk I took in Yellowstone. I don't think you would have taken a picture, though, because you would have been too worried, right? That the, yeah, the I think that takes precedence. Yeah, right. I, I get You're it. A little nervous over the encounter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are putting door hangers on people's residences, uh, warning them not to approach or try to feed the elk. And they look like a moose. They're that big. And uh, they spoke with the victim's husband and other residents. And uh, they did observe multiple elk tracks in the yard. So clearly this woman's probably seen them out there and thought, as we're in November now, as late October this happened, maybe there's less food for them and just wanted to do the right thing by bringing out a bucket of corn. But... Uh, no. I mean, I understand Never. it's tempting. I, I mean, if you don't really think about what could happen, right, you think, oh, oh, it's just going to come over. It's hungry. I'm just going to feed it and I'm going to walk away. I mean, I could understand how some people wouldn't realize how dangerous it could be. Yeah. Well, this is the first death due to an elk attack in the state of Arizona, but there have been attacks before, but nobody was killed. Uh, feeding is one of the main sources of conflict between humans and wildlife. Fed wildlife becomes uh, habituated to humans. That's what happens. So, so they told an example in 2015, two children suffered minor injuries after a food-seeking elk circled a picnic table from which the family was eating. In 2021, an adult female received serious head injuries from an elk that once again got used to the humans and decided to come up and take a closer look and see if hey, you got anything good there? Anything you'd like to share with me today? So it's like, you know, would you do that with a bear? Just hand out oh, God, no. a piece of cake? No. Right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. All right. When we return, it's the Friday 3 o'clock hour. Is there anything more exciting than that? Nope. On Johnny Ken Show? Nothing. We are, we're going to have money to give away at 320. That's right. You can listen to the keyword. You could win. We're going to have Moist Line Callers, Parts 1. 320, part two, 350. We're going to throw somebody into that dumpster with the mob members. But when we return, this interesting story, apparently the sheriff of Sacramento County is complaining loudly on social media that companies like Target and Walgreens are not being cooperative in an attempt to cut down on retail theft. You'll hear the details of this complaint from Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI next. John and Ken show KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark in the KFI 24-Hour News Center.
Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.